Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team and some other stuff also. Welcome, in this case, to the Jealous Yanks miniseries, mini-pod, so final, the final installment of Being oh. So Jelly. My name is Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And do we love the Nets. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. The games was a not as many, <gasps> folks. It came down to this. It all came down to this. In case, Drama. In case you live under a rock and await only signals about the U.S. men's national team and have not heard, France has won the motherfucking World Cup. It doesn't get bigger than this. Folks, welcome to the Jealous Yanks, where we're going to talk about it. Uh, this is normally bon an American. Bon oui, bon vive la France. <laughs> We've, we switched red, white, and blue teams. <laughs> it's almost the same thing. And it, yeah. as a matter of fact, it could have been literally the same thing. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're going to break it all down. It's been a nice, juicy it week. Down, it was the Clayton. final week. It hurts. What happened? It hurts, I know. But uh, we oh, got to watch yeah. some semifinals. We got to maybe kind of pay attention to a third place uh, stats third place booster. Off. The third place off in your face off. And of course, we got to watch a juicy, juicy final from a rude and unwelcoming French restaurant on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. We'll break it all down. It's not just about the game for us, folks. It's about the whole shebang. I will indeed give a just quick recap of what actually happened in these games, and then and then we'll we'll fucking break it down. So real quick, you know, France, uh, Belgium fell for it. Uh, lost to France, one nothing. Up until up until this match, if you know, we hadn't seen the final yet. This was a this was a classic uh, performance in keeping with the rest of the French performances we've seen. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, s- in theory on a knife's edge at just one goal but really never felt that way and france seemed not to uh, be interested in impressing anyone just the w uh we also got to see um england play croatia i i i cry for you england i was with you mm. england all the way but god damn this croatian it's not team coming home the cockroach that will not die <laughs> yeah. are you fucking kidding me with this team right now good God almighty, they, they will not stop. Croatia comes from behind once again and snatches a victory in extra time. Uh, as, I, as I boarded a train, I'm, I'm just going to pepper in little details of my vacation, which yeah, I miss so life, much. Yeah. As I boarded a train, we watched this, the final minutes of extra time here on your, on your telephone. And then finally, oh yeah, there was the all-star matchup. Something happened. Harry Kane cried. It was 2-0. Belgium won. Okay. That happened. That, that that happened also, uh, and then finally we got to watch what really was, uh, or maybe wasn't, a peach of a final. Uh, we got to see a bunch of sweet goals, including one from young, very young, uh, Kylian Mbappe. Uh, if it wasn't for Thierry Henry, he'd be the youngest, sexiest person at this World Cup. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 we got to see a, an, an absolute howler from Loris. Hope. Uh, an opportunic, an opportunity, opportunism from Mandzukic, and hope for the Croatians. But alas, it would be to no avail, as France would take this home uh, with four strong goals, and Croatia with one strong goal and a half, also counting full as a goal. Two four, final score, end of World Cup. Folks, catch your breath, go home to your children, figure out what the fuck's been going on with your job for the past three weeks. And, check back in. And check back in with Ty right now, now that you've Open, done all that. Look, you at, pause, look at your email through, you, through your fingers. You paused the pod, you did all that. <laughs> you, you cried for the loss of your hopes and dreams, all the momentum you had built up before this World Cup started. Gone! But uh, just for one last time, let's go back and reminisce. Ty, what were your final first impressions of this World Cup? Oh, what a beautiful tournament. And as you mentioned, we, we watched the final in New York, uh, which was fitting. I think New York's one of the best places to watch the World Cup because of all the different kinds of people who are there. And 
Walking around Midtown Manhattan after the French victory was more raucous and loud than any celebration I have seen in the wake of an actual New York team winning a championship. As far as what it looks like in the streets. It was like everybody French everywhere. Where the fuck were all these French people were coming from? Exactly. France is not even a top 10 diaspora in in New York City. There <laughs> no run idea. across French people. You you know, living in New York City, it's not uncommon, but it's much much more common to run into people from different places. And so walking through the streets of Manhattan, I was just thinking, "Oh god, what if Mexico won? What if Costa Rica Good won? God. How insane would the streets of New York be?" And so for a community that is relatively small, it just goes to show the incredible soccer passion that's there latently in the American populace, you know? And so my big takeaway from, from that experience is just seeing the passion and excitement and energy of casual fans. Because I don't think these, these are people who are, you know, following qualifying and, and you know, uh, Deschamps out, you know, a year and a half ago or anything like that. They turn up for the tournament, they enjoy the tournament, and they, they get into it. And the U.S. team, which is the actual focus of this podcast, if you're just joining us. Yep, follow us at WTP Pod, rate and review if you're enjoying the show. Welcome to We the People. It's about the Nats, except this time it it's not. We have the potential to capture that same kind of energy and excitement with our own actual team. That's right. People are just waiting for there to be a little shred of something to cling on to. And, you know, Pulisic plays into that a little bit. And if they can get some, some momentum going and some good wins going, get a little bit more notoriety on the, on the world stage, I think people will be all about it. And it's exactly what America needs right now with a, a, a society where people are inherently distrustful of each other, when people are sort of like openly in, in attack, attack mode against other people. It's exactly the kind of thing that can that can help. And so I came away from this French victory just thinking the sport is a fucking powder keg in this country. If the U.S. national team can just put it together, <laughs> just <laughs> enough to get people excited. And when when let's Americans get to the look at sports, <laughs> Americans, yeah, let's get to the let's get to the primero partido. <laughs> Let's get to a partido. <laughs> yeah, thirty uh, third place, not good enough. The 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 U.S. team, basically, when I look at American sports and what succeeds in American sports, I think people like a people like celebrities or uh, or culture where there's a not give a damnness. So I think like a lot of music falls into this category of like fuck the man, I don't care anyway. And American culture also loves huge stars who are extremely successful. So I think American culture likes people who aren't trying and people who try and succeed. But the US national team, unfortunately, has been an entity that has tried very, very hard and has not succeeded. Sucks. So it's gonna I, I don't have any, you know, prescription for that necessarily, but I just come away from this tournament thinking damn, this is going to be something else. Whenever, however this happens, that the U.S. team is able to advance its, uh, its, its results, because um, that's ultimately what it's going to be about, just you wait. The, the World Cup final, we were on the streets of New York, the World Cup final will be, on the street, will, will be in New York City in eight years, uh, by all accounts. Woo! So let's go. Pooley. What will that look like? What so look imagine like? if you're if you're a fan of the U.S. men's national team, what could that look like, and what can we all do and contribute to get there? You know, because as as a fan base, we actually have a role to play, not just in literally going there and supporting the team, which is huge, but turning on your television, watching the ads, buying Continental tires, you know, absolutely, following, remember- following these people on on Twitter. Remember that this is not just an opportunity to succeed. It's an, it's the whole point of this is to express our culture in a beautiful and essentially nonviolent 
way, you know, uh, with with the world. That's the whole point of this. And you, we've gotten the opportunity to look from the outside this tournament. You know, they just needed us to not be there in order to have a good tournament. And it was fucking rad. And we've gotten the opportunity to see cool things from, from cultures, you know, sharing themselves, like the Japanese fans and team mm-hmm. cleaning up behind themselves. Like, this is not just about succeeding and going far. It's about who we are and, and what that means to us. And I think not only can we do a lot to share to uh to move this team forward as fans and as a culture where we're part of the team's success but we're also the reason why this team is important and this is you know this is an opportunity for us to kind of figure out who the fuck are we and what are we going to pr- bring to the table when uh when the world comes to us to, to see this tournament you know the russians absolutely the russia by all accounts like you know uh, Say what you will, people who know things and people who don't about politics and 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 otherwise. But uh, by all accounts, people who went to Russia and watched and watched this tournament really enjoyed themselves. They were they were they they were um, they felt like they were well hosted there. It was fun. The Russian people were welcoming and gracious, and and so that's that's kind of what it's all about. And and we have an opportunity to do that in eight years. Who are we? Who are we going to be? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think the the 94 World Cup took the states from a country that was essentially soccer illiterate to a country with a real act, active, uh, substantial fan base of uh, folks who didn't grow up with the game, but who found the game, you know, and we're somewhere in the middle of that. You know, our dad played and we, we had it in our in our home. Um, so so we we kind of had a, a head start with it, but it wasn't our, our cultural context. You know, our schools, our communities weren't talking about the Manchester United match over the weekend. Or Absolutely like not. And it took yet um, another World Cup to bring us together to to motivate us to do a podcast about this team. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. it, it, yeah. we uh, we we've found it late in life, although it was with us from the start, let's say. So there is a pocket of America uh, a pocket probably around the size of Croatia, by the way, uh, that actively pays attention and cares about this game <laughs> and wants to succeed at this game. And I think the the um, 26 World Cup is going to be... Wait, that's right? Is that right? Yeah, 26. Um, that World Cup is going to be taking that little seed of support and turning the U.S. men's national team into a cultural stalwart in a way that it never has been before. But, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't think that uh, the French uh, diaspora in New York was going to have been as energized and excited by a team that just made it to the, to the quarters or just made it to the round of 16. Um, obviously, right? Success begets these kind of uh, cultural moments, you know? And you see millions of people on the, on the Champs-Élysées celebrating a French victory. I see that as something that can happen in America. I, d- I don't see it as inevitable, but I see it as, as, as possible. And so and when I you say that-, that, when you say that, right, like what exactly do you have in mind and, and what's the diff? what's, what's the, what are you differentiating here? Because as, as you and I have noted, off air, when you really watch the teams who go deep in this tournament and you think about how many of our players would actually be meaningful mm-hmm. players for on their team, you start to realize h- how long of how far we really do have to go. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, I'm not saying that the U.S. necessarily needs to get to a final in order to do this, uh, to, to cause this to occur. But there is a threshold of success and sustained success that the U.S. has never had. Um, and maybe it would be good enough if we could be a Belgium. You know, I think it would sure. certainly be good enough if we could be a Croatia. Maybe it would be good enough if we, let's see, who is the best quarterfinalist? It's not good enough for it? me if we're a Croatia. I, my goal is to avoid the generational thing. I'd rather be a quinto partido struggle than have one awesome generation that we're, and this is true for Belgium too, but I'd, I'd rather be a, a team that like actually develops a sustainable culture and produces more regularly than than place all my hopes and dreams on like one generation. I I don't want to do that. Yeah, as a fan. I, can see that. I mean, look, I think, if I think we get a, a fucking that, yeah. if we get a generation of fucking Hazards and De Bruynes, I, I, I'm be all up in that. Well, I'll be excited as shit. I'm just saying if I'm given the choice. Well, I would just say in the in the particular case of the U.S., because we're in a situation where so little of our sort of athletic 
uh, focus goes into this game, ending up with a great generation and that being it is actually going to eventually solve the generational problem, mm. if that makes mm. sense. Because, yeah. because it what it's going to, be to take is for us here. to hit hit heights that we haven't hit. And I would say yeah. those heights are uh, as, have as much to do with the way that we play than the round that we get to, you know? Right. Um, that that I think you know even even looking back at 2002, uh, the U.S. had to get lucky on the the last uh, day of the group stage to actually make it to that game where they they were able to beat Mexico. Um, so it's not like it's not like it was a a um, dominant sort of uh, a- a- antithetical style of performance to what we are accustomed to from the U.S. national team, which is you know run fast, try hard scrappy underdog give it all you give it all you got heart and we we love that we love that about our team but i i just see the potential for there to be so much more of a casual fan and i think that once we get to that point it'll become easier and easier and easier to develop players and to right. uh, gain credibility with right. for our players overseas and all of those things and i just like i man i just came away from the tournament being so incredibly hopeful about the future of the us national team because mm-hmm. of the way that the sport just continues to become a thing in our society and in our culture. And I think a lot of the people out there will will understand what I'm talking about. Like the fact that you can go into a dorm room now in in you know any state in the union and you can find a whatever a, a Chelsea flag on the wall and you can find people playing FIFA. That just wasn't happening 20 years ago. So I, I want the U.S. soccer fan base to 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 take heart to to take something out of this tournament. It's not just that. The U.S. wasn't there, but the but how well the tournament succeeded in this country despite that. Mm, um, and I saw some stuff about the point. ratings. The ratings were down a little bit, but the games were on at eight in the morning or on the West yeah, Coast. Yeah, and there was the no morning. U.S. team, so you have to mo- you have to yeah, you have yeah. to you know calibrate to that. Like realize right. that yeah. you know it, it, a few World Cups ago, uh, a World Cup without the U.S. would have done would have been far less interesting to the American people, right? Where right. it's it's happening. We got a little thing going on. It's happening, but and, it, and as I said, it's not going to happen on its own. It it's going to take all of the all of us people who give a damn about this team in some way to do something and be be activistic about the way that we our fans and the way that we approach this team. You know, if you truly want this team to succeed and you don't just want to watch history play out then get involved you know go to go to your park and play pickup make sure that your your kids are have a ball that that they can kick around and they can develop their skills if they want to read uh buy tom byer's book soccer starts at home best thing you can read for for parents out there who want to give their kids the the language of soccer um there are so many little things that you can do wear your shirt to work get a u.s shirt wear it to work on a regular day or better yet on a game day and when people ask about it tell people that there's a game on you know post on facebook about how you're you're going to be watching this game and how you're excited about it or after the game something cool that happened during the game the it 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 actually is something where we all have a responsibility i think if we're people who claim to want this team to do well it's like you know if you care about politics you better fucking vote that's and right. this is your way of voting when it comes to this team. So get out there. Get your Obama chain shirt and make your WTP memes after one of our jokes. You know, that's helping. That's doing something. We love you guys. We love that you're with us on Twitter at WTP Pod. Let's talk even more. And uh, if you like the show, I know I already mentioned it, but really shoot us a five-star review. Just takes a second, and it, and it is super helpful for us as we try to do this thing. And it's not just for us and for our fun, although we love it and we have a lot of fun. Uh, it's also for, for everyone, and it's, it re- we really think it's for this damn team. Like, we want to help. We are, we are here to help. One more thing coming coming off the final. Yes, and then we'll, um, we'll jump, we'll jump yeah, into we'll, we'll go a little into bit it. of the actual World Cup. I I currently have it as at 50-50 in my lifetime that the US will win. That's high. Vegas probably um, has a lot lower than that. You might want to take those well, odds. Yeah, Vegas Vegas hasn't seen my my lifestyle, my intense nutritional rationing, my uh <laughs> You're gonna regimen. live forever. You yeah. will not die. I'm gonna try to live to, you will to 150 not die until, until the sport team. of soccer involves more uh, handball, deliberate You're handball. Downloading your the consciousness rules have been repeatedly. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. If the singularity occurs, I will definitely see the U.S. win the World Cup because there will be infinite World Cups between now and then. Yes. Um, so anyway, I, I've got it around 50-50. Um, and I, I just want the U.S. fans to, 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 to look at the grand scope of your life and just imagine the U.S. team being in that game. Mm. We got Taking U.S. voices field. in that game now, broadcasting. Got, yeah, why exactly. Not, why There's not two us? more Americans there than there used to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John and John and Stu holding it down. There we go. And, uh, and holding it down and strong. Come on. I I don't think it's that ridiculous that this could happen. I just maybe maybe I'm foolish. Maybe I'm too optimistic. But I just see a trend in this country as we've been talking about towards figuring this out. And yeah. I, I inherently believe in America, and I believe yeah. that Americans have the ability to tackle a hard problem, especially when there is a significant incentive to do so, and I think we're going to fucking do it. So, so imagine that USMNT faithful. When you see the, the, the pageantry, the glory, the drama of this game, as John Strong put it before the game, the greatest collective experience we have as human beings. Ooh. The World Cup final, the only thing, there's nothing where more people around the world are all watching it live at the same time. There's nothing like that. And so this is, this is one of the pinnacles of what it means to be alive. Uh, if you care about soccer, if you don't care about soccer, it's like a total footnote, (laughs) but for us, if you don't care about soccer, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You do you, you do you, you. son, you do you alone Uh, over there. So no, anyway, man, just imagine, bro. Yeah, just imagine, just imagine. And, and enjoy imagining and pay close attention to these teams that we see. Because, you yes. know, so, throughout, so what throughout it what all, did they do? throughout all this, this, these ups and downs of this tournament, it at times and at most times has felt uh, like utter chaos. Our expectations are being subverted at every turn. But alas, we come to the final four. You, you put them down in order. France. Croatia, then mm. Belgium, then England. You got to say, I think this shook out kind of fairly. So what did these teams do? You can argue with me on that. Let's start there. Do you think, <laughs> do you think this is fair? The, the one, two, three, and four. You think this is an honest representation of this tournament and, uh, you know, who, 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 who played well? I mean, I already know. In part, your answer will be, of course, this is the fucking four we ended up with, and there is no other standard by which to go by. <laughs> but, but is there anyone you would have, maybe, you'd like to have been remembered more kindly by history? Because let's be real. No, it, maybe these four will be remembered. Most likely only France and, and Croatia as a footnote. So is there anyone you wish was in this list? One thing stands out, which is I think Brazil got unlucky against Belgium more than they played badly. I think that's um, true. They, I agree with that. They, that game could have gone either way. Yeah, they they had uh, an own. Basically, they had two or three really good chances um, that that often go in high xG situations, and then they had an own goal that put them behind, and they still you know clawed back to be to be incredibly close at the end and, and almost tied it up on a few occasions. So. I think the uh, Belgian team will be remembered too uh, kindly mm. because of the results against Japan, where Japan kind of threw it away, and then this result against uh, Brazil, where I think that only happens you know two, three times out of ten. Um, and I, I think the Brazil team will be remembered too unkindly because I think that the, the Neymar uh, flopping and controversy has uh, overshadowed what is a really great 10-man team yeah he really kind of brought the ship down with Neymar attached you know and yeah. I, I I think that that has overshadowed uh, uh the a lot of the good things that they were doing as a team and in the Chichi era uh they've been just incredible I mean they were they were amazing in qualifying they blew everybody else away in South America you um, needed more so I, 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 I don't think they I don't think they were a quarterfinal team I think they were a potential winner still even after yeah. having watched their their games so um, yeah, that's the only thing I would say, but I think Croatia, you know, somehow I'm, I'm like on the opposite side with Croatia where despite the fact that they needed to theoretically get lucky with all these penalty wins, um, I feel like they deserved their spot in the final for sure. I, I feel like they were right up there among the best teams in the tournament. They, they hung with everybody. Um, and they were and so they, consistent. They never they seemed incredible. like a different yeah. team. They knew who they were. Mm-hmm. They did yeah, what they, they did. They had an identity. 
Which is, is incredible. Like their wins were well, not an considering... accident. Their wins were narrow, but they were not right, an accident. Right. Whereas it just right. felt like some of these Belgian wins were a little, eh, whew. And uh, yeah, I think you can you can maybe point to some of the tactics of the, the Belgian team in that France match as, as indications that maybe they shouldn't have even gotten that far. Perhaps some indications that Henri that was only there as a sleeper agent. Right, or Henri was a sleeper agent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be it would be funny if like a, a top team ended up with an assistant coach from like every other potential opponent. <laughs> There's like. <laughs> <laughs> sabotage like no on sabotage yeah so yeah like, we we have a closet theory that the reason uh that that uh, thierry henry's grand idea for the for the belgium france match was to put fellaini out on left uh, <laughs> at, on the left wing and put uh, de bruyne at the six because because that makes a lot of sense sure sure and yeah henry's like henry's like i just need to step in i here, don't know guys. what you say i do not <laughs> i have to trust my instinct it's my je ne sais quoi <laughs> And and yeah, Roberto Martinez can't possibly stand up to it, and so yeah, so. he's like, it just good, sounds, good plan, it just Thierry. sounds so interesting. Yes, yes, uh, it it uh, yeah, it has sort of like, it's th- that that tactic has like the one sentence you can say that makes it make sense, and then you kind of think about it, and you're like, wait, 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 no, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the only like if if being tall. <laughs> Yeah, is your sentence... only qualification for playing on the wing, then why are we not playing all of our tall players on the wing all the time? Yeah, this sentence being, oh, we can put Fellaini on left wing so he can receive crosses from the right side. That's the sentence that you're referring yeah, yeah. to. It's like, for a second, so, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, no, yeah I see neat, where you're cool, going with yeah, that. I never thought of that. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So anyway, so the, the Belgium no team, um, not impressed. But uh, I, I think when it comes to the winner as well, France, uh, I would have to say worthy winners. Yeah. I think they... They had a um, a a consistent approach to their matches. They played well uh, in games where they expected the opponent to be a little bit to try to be on the front foot. They played they played pretty well, um, and I think that that was their their best uh, mode, uh, including in the final was mm-hmm. was actually allowing the other team to possess and circulate right. the ball a little bit, scoring and, first, and, absorbing. Mm-hmm. Absorbing and um, making a couple extra yards for Mbappe and, and Griezmann mm-hmm. to run onto balls into space, you know, behind behind the defense. So, I think their their tactics were good. The um, the big question I had because we watched the final in this setting where it was kind of hard to tell what was going on. Um, when I rewatched the final, I I realized that the Conte sub made total sense. Why and, did it? Why did the Conte sub make sense? So we're sitting there being like, all yeah, right, yeah. Pogba's Pogba's gonna get the fucking golden orb or whatever for the for being the best player, <laughs> and and just because he's famous, he's been like anonymous the, the in a lot of iPhone. these games. And meanwhile, yeah. the golden iPhone for golden <laughs> selfies, and meanwhile, Conte, who is the the difference maker, the difference in every game he plays for club and for country, is gonna get no credit. We're watching Hasn't this final. Hasn't lost a game in eight Hasn't, years. Yeah, dude. From Leicester City to the World Cup final, baby. And the guy, like, and 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 the guy comes out twenty minutes in. So why did? Tell me why that made sense. So uh, he had a yellow in the first half. Oh yes. And he didn't look good. He wasn't himself. Uh, so if you just look at those like little little spots where you having watched that's a tough uh, call Conte to make throughout man. the tournament. Super tough call to make. But he, he just wasn't Conteing. He had a bad day, you know, mm-hmm. and and I I don't feel like he's the kind of player who would who would uh, um what do you what do you call it like cede to the pressure or feel the pressure too much having played in so many big games already, um, but it 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 just wasn't a good day for him, you know he just didn't have it whatever it was, uh, and so that that takes a, a huge amount of uh, of bravery to make that kind of call. So I I admire them making that call, and I also admire them making that call in the 50-somethingth minute and not trying to wait it out until the 70-somethingth minute. That's been a theme. Uh, That's been a theme of our coverage of this World Cup is coaches waiting too long to make subs. And I cannot imagine a more difficult choice to make quickly um, than than that. So so props to Deshaun. your best player. I mean, I I would think that in his mind, he's their best player, right? He's got to be. He's the Deshaun. That's that's what a coach wants. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and 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 we, I would still give him the the golden iPhone of uh, valor as well. I would uh, as well. Who actually got it? Who got all those though. awards? I uh, oh shoot, do we know? We don't, do we give a know. fuck? 
I don't. I don't know. Let's don't give. Know. A, let's give I our own. I don't give a fuck. We no, give. We, yeah, we, we give, give ours here at WTP Pod to to <laughs> fucking Ingolo Conte for carrying this team through the tournament. I mean, the way they normally won is by stealing a goal or two and then just being like, just being like somehow unbreakable. And if you if you're talking about a team that has Ingolo Conte and you're talking about them bending but not breaking, you can't disassociate the two. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, I think if you take him out, it has more of an effect than if you take Mbappe out. Uh, Without so, a doubt. You put so Dembele to, in, you're to. almost as good of a team. Yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. Except yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe one or two goals less yeah. throughout the course of the yeah. tournament. So. And, and, a, and a hell of a lot less swag. Right, unfortunately. I don't know what happened with, with Usman, but he, he looked happy afterwards. I, yeah, he man. Seems at peace it's a, it's the, a great experience for him. Dijon yeah. Lovren... Uh, manages to say we were shitting on him for saying he took Liverpool to the final. He manages to take Liverpool out of the final. Yes, he did. He did indeed. My last thought on the 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 gameplay of the final was I think if you're Croatia you have to kind of feel like you lost it. Cuz these are the the two uh first French goals are just uh are just fluky. I, 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 well, well, somewhat it's hard fluky, to say somewhat that. not being prepared. I mean, a you lot know, of Croatia pro- has had a, a susceptibility to set pieces during the tournament. So the Mandzukic own goal is like, oh man, maybe, maybe could have, I don't know, adjusted your 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 tactics or something to be a little safer in those situations. It looked a um, little. It looked a lot like many of their games. Like they yeah. they would go down to a goal, neither here nor there. Like maybe. You know, maybe their fault, right, maybe right. not. Like the and Denmark then, game And then they, they would look like dead in the they water. They one within like 75 yeah. seconds. Yeah, but this terrible. one, this yeah. one, they just didn't make it go to overtime. And I think yeah. a two-goal difference is a lot different than a one-goal difference. And I think that they're, that between the Pogba and the Mbappe goals, like those were both a little, I don't know, you don't usually get both those, you know? Right, um, right. I I agree. I mean, you usually get neither. Yeah. Uh, but the the and what's kind of sick is that the Pogba goal. Uh, I feel like they they just. Uh, I mean, it comes off a of a, a rebound, right? So it's like there's only so much you can do about that. Um, and then Subasic was was kind of wrong footed by the original shot. Yeah. But it just feels like uh, it's like it's a spot where you know he scores only a small percentage of the time, and it happened to go in, and then that happened to be the winner because of the Larice error and it it just feels like it uh they they were they had as bad luck as they did in any match of the tournament and they had as many like weird fluke things go against them or more fluke things go against them than had gone against them previously so i feel like on a on a different day uh it would have been a much bigger challenge for france um and and so i think croatia it's another one of those situations like the japan game where yeah, hold your heads up high for making it to the final, but like also you can be a little pissed about about some of these mistakes that that took place, and um, and that's okay. I think that's that's a valid response. You don't you don't have to always be like, uh, you know, uh, praising every every right. team that gets a good result, even if they didn't do as well as they possibly could. have. Croatia, you know? how would you so. feel if this was the first game of the group stage? Right? Exactly. What what exactly. then? How you what know? would you say about the result? Right. Right. And be proud of yourselves for sure because you got far as shit. There's definitely nothing wrong with that, but you know, there winners winners uh <laughs> winners will walk away from from a a great game or the final or right after scoring and think about what they did wrong to make it mm-hmm. that that could have been better. And you didn't even win today. So, you know, think or, or the other day. So so think this one through. You know, with all due, um, with no. all due respect, you, you, you captured all our hearts. And I do kind of wish Croatia took this whole thing home. That would have been a, that would have been a fucking crazy story, huh? And maybe, and, yeah, and a I, real seemingly fitting winner for a world cup like this, the way it went. Right, right. I always root for first time winners. Um, not, not, uh, in small part because it indicates more of the potential for the U S to become a first time winner someday. <laughs> um, I, I oh, everything I do, I did about- for you. I like Croatia. Uh, one quick thing about Croatia is the population thing. I think there really needs to be more of a discussion about this in the States. I know it's a thing that it comes up uh, where where people go, oh, Iceland made, made the tournament and they only have 300,000 people. And it's just this sort of like way to complain. But I, I think the way that we need to approach it is like, okay, how do we find 4 million people who care about soccer the way that the Croatian nation does? Yes. And, Let's all and move make to that Seattle. Happen. 
like our pilot project is going to be this group of four million people, and then we're gonna we're gonna build a, a a really great soccer culture that's producing all this talent in that area, and then we're gonna try it again and do it again and do it again. And and the great the great advantage of the U.S. is that we have you know dozens and dozens of pockets of the country where that kind of thing could happen. We'll create six Icelands. Yeah, exactly. Let's and have we'll let's form have them six, together. We like could have Voltron. six Croatias quite easily. Oh, you know, yeah. it could be it could be the the Pacific Northwest, Southern California, uh, Texas, the Northeast, the Southeast, and Canada. the Midwest. Oh. Right? <laughs> Germany, Gelsenkirchen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no joke though. Actually, Germany. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, we we absolutely can find this amount of people who will give a damn and put soccer as, you know, the principal sport of their area. And that's something that I think the, the uh, Federation has, has missed a little bit in trying to spread itself thinly across the entire United yeah. States when I think that focus, you know, more concerted focus in individual areas would make a lot of sense. Let's just scout only New Jersey for four years. And but see we what scout happens. the shit out of New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, right. Or, or let, let's let's take keep our normal level at uh, of whatever's going on. But let's just pick a city. You know, yeah. Providence, Rhode Island, and sure. Providence, Rhode Island is gonna they're gonna get every friendly. They're gonna get billboards all over the place. They're gonna get training. You know, education in schools. I talked to a uh, a long story. I talked to a German grandmother about her. Uh, her in in retirement sort of semi pro teaching that she's doing mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. an elementary school in Germany mm-hmm. and she was saying that they have dfb sponsored soccer training programs in the school huh uh, what totally a novel possible. concept what a novel concept so uh, and and all it would really take is putting together the curriculum sending some sending some gear you know sending some us soccer gear I don't think there's any public school in the country that would turn away like free athletic equipment. Uh, so th- these are just like these little things that, that could be done relatively cheaply and in partnership with a municipality where they're they're down to be, you know, America's soccer city. That could be a really cool vision. And then we can see what happens, you know, five, 10 years down the line. Do we have uh, a higher proportion of players who come from that area or who are influenced by that system? We'll do it so in I think Columbus. There's, there's a lot more to be discussed when it comes to how we distribute our soccer uh, resources given that countries that are that small can really get that far. And it really like, when you look at the, the past winners, like there is a certain, um, what would you say? Like a baseline size of country that wins it. But beyond that, it's, it's kind of all over the map. You know, you have your, your Brazil's at 180 million people, but you also have China and India and the U S and Russia who very rarely do well. Um, and then you have all sorts of, you know, mid-sized countries who have historically been been uh, winners and have been good in the World Cup. Uruguay, so. Uruguay in particular. So, uh, so a lot to be discussed and, and learned from that. Um, and many takeaways, you know, lots lots of takeaways from any sort of inter- like major international yeah. competition for the U.S. and what we can do going forward. So I think the the idea that that you know. The, the U.S. soccer trajectory is kind of fixed and static and uh, and and in in place either in a pessimistic or optimistic sense is is silly because it's going to take all of these ideas to come to light in order for us to progress. Yep, and hopefully the those of us who have the best ideas, well, the way it seems to go is good ideas produce good results and and those take over. That's kind of how we roll here in America. We put all the ideas out there. Everyone talk. Everyone speak. Everyone give it a shot. And the, the, the good ideas will rise to the top. That's our hope. That's our sincerest hope, which is why yep. we cover stupid shit like Gerard Piquet picking up a, a, a sparrow just before the game. And, and that is, uh, where, for me, where the money's at when it comes to uh, emotional content. And okay, I'll, I'll uh, preview a little bit. That's a peep nominee. It's a peep nominee, baby. That's actually kind of maybe a little bit what I'm getting at is I think it's important to discuss tactics I think it's important to discuss methods of <laughs> sharing this game in our country. Stratagems. But you, stratagems. But you know what's really important? It's those little things. Uh, we here at, at We the People, we do a yearly uh, celebration of our favorite moments in this game. And they rarely have anything to do with anything important. Uh, as, as is fitting for a 
podcast about the U.S. national soccer team. We, uh, we nominate the silly things, the funny things, the gorgeous things, the beautiful things, the sexually ambiguous things, all those things. Uh, and, and we revel in them once a year. This, uh, we, we thought, you know, for, for those of you who are, are with us all the time, we love you so much. Anybody who's new, welcome on in. We thought we might just do a little mini peeps here to conclude, uh, as this is the final episode of the mini series mini pod, oh. uh, Jealous Yanks. You know, we gotta we gotta do a little look back. Am I right, Ty? Let's do it. Let's fucking do this thing. So the, basically, the way this works is is Ty will will take over hosting briefly, momentarily yep. for a pause, and he will he will he will propose to me the nominations for an award in 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 some random category. I'll I'll choose the winner, and and I'll I'll explain why I've chosen my choice. Yeah, and all of the candidates will come up onto this little platform that we have here out in uh, out in midfield in WTP headquarters. That's right, in the middle of the room. We're in Russia, folks. And Everyone's left. Will... Everyone went home a few <laughs> yeah, days ago. Everyone went home. Uh, They're going to shake hands with some some bored uh, politicians. But get we're some still very here. Very awkward hugs. Vive la France. And stand out in the rain. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the 2018 World Cup closing peep awards. We don't we don't give a damn about the golden iPhone of valor. We only <laughs> care about the peeps. And the, the peeps. first peep that we have for you today is a a very special one. We're we're, we're starting big. We have four categories today. This Ooh, is our first. All right, one. let's do it. I'm pouring out my water here. I'm I'm making <clears throat> this I'm getting my mind four. right. The player who most resembles a character from TV or film. <laughs> Excellent. So, Wonderful. I'm not looking for anything else about the player, just their resemblance to this yes. character from TV. This or is, film, they're right? being judged on the okay, resemblance, yeah. which uh, we chose first candidate. in the first place. Mario Mandzukic. Yes, of course. As Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> clip, clap, 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 clip, clap. Our second nominee, Chicharito Hernandez. Yep. In Dragon Ball Z as Goku's <laughs> Mexican cousin. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, I love it. Isn't Post that what hair. the Namics were? No? Luka Modric in Lord of the Rings <laughs> as an elf. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Fantastic. Edinson Cavani uh-huh. in Friday Night Lights as Tim Riggins. Direct parallel to Tim Riggins. <laughs> Got it. And finally, Jordan Pickford. In Green Street Hooligans, <laughs> as all of them. <laughs> These have been your okay. nominees for the player who uh, most uh, resembles a character from TV or film. <laughs> okay, I love that. Okay, I love I love uh, the nominees first and foremost. But I got to give a couple uh, honorary mentions to Versalco as Justin Long. No? Yeah, yeah, and, strong. Uh, and, uh... He's a Mac. There must have been a Franco somewhere in this tournament. Who is the Franco at this tournament? Miazga's at home. We see Francos yeah, everywhere we go. We do. We do. <laughs> it's it's kind of an us thing, really. Okay. All right. All right. So so let's run them back through real quick. So we've got the Green Street Hooligans Pickford. Yeah. Jordan Pickford as in Green Street Hooligans. I didn't Hooligans. get the I, I, I hate to say this, but I didn't I didn't catch the Cavani one. I'm not like up on my Friday Night Lights. I, oh not no. Him. Okay. All right. So so that might. Uh, die an untimely death, but he looks exactly like Tim okay. Riggins. Uh, Luka Modric as an elf in Lord of the Rings. That's 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 an easy one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and, and Chicharo in Dragon Ball Z. And Mario Mandzukic as Kramer. <laughs> Cheech the Bleach, though. Cheech Jerry, the Bleach. I lost the final, Jerry. Cheech the Bleach. Come on now. He, I could see him prancing down that everlasting dragon road that goes on forever <laughs> totally. to the afterlife. He even has an anime-like face. He's got he's got that kind of like cartoonish Look, I'm features. Not, I'm not going to give it to you, Cheech, because your future in television and broadcasting is so bright that you yourself, Cheech the Bleach, will become your own look-alike for you on television okay so yeah, wow. i'm disqualifying you because you're just you can't have it all okay um i i love <laughs> i love jordan pickford uh out there uh, and i just i 
I can't give it to you because you're not any specific person. I think the 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 the, the standard here is most resembles, okay? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. can totally see Pickford in that group of hooligans, uh, but but it, you you don't most resemble any particular hooligan. Hooligan, okay? right? So sure, I'm gonna sure. have to go with Mario Mandzukic's Kramer, who once I saw that. <laughs> I could not unsee you never that fucking unsee image. it. You could never unsee it. Oh, okay. Lord, I loved it. A worthy winner. The peep goes uh, to you, Manzukic. One peep for you. Our next peep is for the best fan. Ooh, best love fan this. The World All right, Cup. Great. I'm, I'm using the word fan a little bit loosely. Okay, okay. Uh, and best, first best nominee, being best being what? What like just the, what I think of as the ideal fan, the fan who we should yeah. all aspire to be. Right, the most, the most, the the fan who most embodied the WTP lifestyle. Oh, the WTP lifestyle. Okay, fantastic. Okay, excellent. We'll go with that. Uh, our first nominee is Kalinda Grabar Katarovic, the Croatian president. Woo! Maybe the biggest star to come out of this World Cup is yep. Croatian president. She was everywhere, uh, and and she was just. Tremendous. She she put on a, a incredible performance at the final. Maybe the best Croatian performance of the final. <laughs> Her uh, endurance. She is hugged just everyone as if as if they were like a long lost nephew or something. Uh, it was beautiful, and the way that she looked, she just gazed at at Luka Modric with with such incredible pride. I I want her to be my president. So so thank you, Croatian president. She made one one mistake real quick, which is kissing the World Cup. You do not do that if you lost Kalinda. Oh, but now you know yeah, for, for next time. That was now that was know. unrequited love there. We, I can forgive that. Yeah, she's incredible. That was your sh- that was her she was kissing that Blarney stone over there, trying to make it happen. Yes, yeah. Um our next nominee is is Peter Schmeichel, who watched Kasper Schmeichel stone Croatia over and over and over and over uh, with, with great celebrations and energy, uh, including a save of a Luka Modric penalty, and then uh, watched in, in sheer agony as, as little, little Kasper lost the penalty shootout. Uh, as a dad, I can, I can very much put myself into that position, uh, not so much uh, in the, the, the scale of it, but in the reactions that he was making, you know, um, I, I, I make those reactions five times a day. When my, yeah. yo, when my son almost finished that hundred yard lap, I was freaking out. I couldn't exactly, handle yes. myself. Yeah. When, when he put his dishes in the bin without being asked. It was exactly yeah, the I same as it. the world cup. Yeah, it was just like that. <laughs> uh, our third nominee is Prince Salman for looking very much like he's in vacation mode. Let's just say that uh, on the on the big stage, Prince Salman of of Saudi Arabia uh, in game one with Putin, shrugging, making jokes with Putin, chilling. Uh, you're the man, Prince <laughs> no Salman. No big deal. Our last fan is Maradona himself. Oh, baby! Who, during the course of the tournament, he was on film <laughs> napping. <laughs> And flipping off the fans <laughs> in the box below. Both. And finally, he was sent to the hospital purportedly for having too much wine. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. Life goals. You're Life gonna, goals. Life goals. Uh, You're going to be embarrassed like it's your weird uncle. It's the Maradona show. I, I said this about the Croatian president, but Maradona truly did have the best Argentine performances of the World Cup. Undoubtedly. And uh, and I, I think he 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 somehow managed to uh, to to put the team on his shoulders. <laughs> he cut, sure did. Thus begins. This begins a generational battle of uh, of of washed up players stealing the limelight. Uh, it was Maradona, and and now Ronaldo has entered the ring by trading exactly, himself yeah. to Juventus. Fat, fat Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh in the my week gosh, of the yeah, World I can't Cup final. So here yeah. goes, and, and we're goes. all now just waiting for Messi to join in so it can be the, we can argue over who's the goat of washed up goats. Um, yeah, who's, yeah, the what goat. What goat. Croatian president, Peter Schmeichel, Prince Salman, or Maradona. <laughs> so, uh, who will it be? You know, Peter Schmeichel, I, I, I love you, I love you, kid, 
but but you're just another dad, okay? Not all of us are like Ty being inspired. Some of us are still living Fair. in the ignorant bliss of bachelorhood, and we just don't get it. So, sorry, but that's how the peeps work. I decide. Um, I think the... the, the, the uh, My Prince and Putin, which, which should be a, a, a children's book about two best friends... <laughs> Was is the image for me of of this World Cup the the absurdity of this this beautiful sporting this event going through what has to been has to have been bribery or maybe not I don't fucking know but it goes to Russia Putin and this guy are sitting here living the fucking dream it's it's a it's an important image is it the is it the emblematic of the WTP fan lifestyle no <laughs> that honor of course can go only to the one and only the goat of all goats the Maradona goat. himself <laughs> Who flipped Get off in. the cameras? Who, sure, probably had too much wine, but I was concerned about the coke use <laughs> and the heart Who attacks. Hasn't, you know, yeah. this guy is living on the edge. Will not stop being the hottest ticket in town until the day he passes. And I know that sometimes sentences like that can become all too real. Shouts to you, Anthony Bourdain. But I love you, Maradona, and Shut I will up. take every millisecond of TV time I can get to watch you as a fan, as I would have done if I was there for your career. So goes to it. you. I love it. I have to briefly, I, I regret not giving it to Prince, uh, nominating Prince Salman and Putin yes. as a duo. As a, as duo, a comedy duo, as best friends forever. <laughs> I was just thinking it would be it would be so fantastic if the camera pans to them and they're like exchanging briefcases. <laughs> like... <laughs> Eating eating sushi off of a model, they, you know, yeah. whatever. You see Just, them exchange yeah. it, check inside, and laugh, and then pass it back. Both <laughs> had empty briefcases. You fooled each other, best friends. As like as like a cute joke between <laughs> oligarchs. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, our next peep, that a worthy winner, Maradona. I, it's great that we got to make Maradona a peep winner. This might be might have been our only chance. Yeah, and yeah. He, nobody embodies the WTP oh, lifestyle like this guy. Fucking man. <laughs> our next peep is worst look. Worst look. Uh, and we, we, we don't... What's our criteria usually for worst look? Worst look is kind of a feel thing. You kind of just know. Yeah, yeah. It's, feel it's it out. not... Okay. An, this is not an honor, folks. All, peep counts, all peeps count the same. But, uh, you know, this this one's not an honor. This is a, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that yeah. peep when I was younger. Regrettable. You know, it Regrettable. is what it is. So uh, the first one I, I, I'm throwing at you because of your disagreement with this All right. nomination. See if I Just stand by you, my own word. What go, did I yeah, what see stupid shit did word. I say? Our first nominee is Neymar uh, yes. uh, for yes. doing Neymar over and over and over. So I'll much. I'll start with the the crying in the center circle. Sure. Uh, and Great and place to then start. we can just go to the rolling and rolling and rolling. Rolling, rolling, and rolling, rolling, rolling and can he squeeze another one in <laughs> it takes so like the, you shouldn't be rolling on that broken ankle dude Nike. why are you using that broken ankle for leverage in this gymnastics routine <laughs> this is terrible it's the nike so, it's the special nike neymars with the little slits in them that help you roll more yeah exactly you're you're uh, right more aerodynamic barrel rolls <laughs> Our second nominee for worst look is the entire Polish defense for forgetting about a guy <laughs> against Senegal <laughs> and then being like, wait, what? <laughs> Got to pay attention. Heads up, guys. Heads up. It's the World Cup. World Cup. Uh, and our last nominee for worst look is Michi Batshuayi post goal against England. <laughs> In celebration, he slams the ball, goalward. Uh, it hits off the post and hits him directly in the grill. <laughs> <laughs> this this was one that could have been best look, yep, could have been nominated yep. best look. It's on the it's on, on the borderline. So I and I, I'll respect you if you give it to him as his second best look. So those are our three nominees: okay. Neymar, yep, yep. the entire Polish defense, and Michy Bats, the Batman, listen, for listen. hitting himself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> for that that one time listen guys polish d you forgot a guy you fucking blew it you'll never get another chance uh and no this was not against the rules that's not a good look but it's not that bad of a look we all make mistakes i know i get it i get it mishy 
you, this turns out to be a good look. Ty, you kind of you you guessed my approach to this. Worst this, look is my worst nomination look, best look here. He, of Mishy. Yeah. He, my man Mishy, if there's one thing you love about Mishy, him him and Harry Kane, you know, they they could they could miss a goal in the most extraordinary fashion and it seems as if they've literally forgotten what just happened immediately after. They're smiling. In 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 Harry Kane's case, he's got this look of like, uh, you know, did I score a goal yet? Not yet. Here I go. And then on the <laughs> other side, yet, we've got Mishy Batshuayi, who can't stop smiling about how much he loves SpongeBob. So even in, in immediately after <laughs> smacking his face, the guy looked like he had just finished off his favorite ep and, and wanted to just uh, kick it with the guys and play some more footy. So, it couldn't be, Clayton. That only leaves one It's Neymar. Worst look, because that truly wow. is the worst look. And look, the reason I say, I'm not sure exactly what exactly which side of this you're, you're testing me on, but I, I, I have gone from, uh, from when Neymar made the switch to PSG, I said, you know what? Neymar's right. He deserves the attention. He's the reason they came back, back against PSG. Now he's going to go to PSG and he's going to prove that he's the current GOAT. Fuck this whole debate and, and win with the team that he just def- knocked out of the Champions League while he was unheralded at Barcelona. Two, three years later, however long it took, I've fallen completely out of love with him. He could have been so much cooler for PSG, and he's so incredibly whiny and babyish. And he capped that off with a performance at the World Cup that will mar his career. Will mar it. Not because he played bad, but because he Neymared out yeah, the way fine. he did. So he's got, <laughs> he's got four years to try to come back from this terribly, terribly worse look. Uh, and and I think he'll do it. I, I I still am with you as a human being, but you've lost me as a fan, my friend. Wow. Okay. A shocker. You are wise. <laughs> he is wise, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Our last peep is best look. Best look. Best look. Best look. Uh, also has an ambiguous definition. Sure. Um, and uh, we'll just start by squeezing in uh, Mishy Bats. If you want, if you Honorary want Mishy Bats for best look, it, he's available. <laughs> All right, okay. Great. Our next nominees are. Zerdan Shakiri oh, yes. for his his the the combination of scoring a last minute winner against the nation that has wronged your your ancestors. Um, no, we we have no comment on that. No stance, but it was epic. Uh, then ripping off his shirt and pulling his shorts down a little bit <laughs> yellow to damn. create. A, uh, can I get a yellow and a half for this? <laughs> yeah, that's an orange card, homie. <laughs> <laughs> this was some of the most terrifying and threatening nudity I've ever witnessed. You've lived a charmed in, in life. In private or in public. Uh, Zerdan Shakiri, you are a terrifying man. Yes. You're, you're the kind of person it. who who you, you avoid at the gym. You know, you, you see this dude and you're like, you don't really want to be in the, the, the machine, uh, ne- you know, one, one over. You want to have, you want to have some, some breathing room. Between you and Zerdan Shakiri. So, uh, but a good look. Definitely a good look. Such a good look. Um, our next nominee is Iranian player Milad Mohammadi for the aborted but incredible <laughs> rolling throw-in yes. in which Milad Mohammadi... I thought this was preordained. This was something that straight from the training ground that the referee, you know, nixed. He said later on that it was just a moment of inspiration. <laughs> he backs up from the from the touchline, you know, maybe 15 feet, and he does a somersault using the ball as sort of a spring to 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 bounce himself up. <laughs> And and flips and the, and he's about to just he almost, chuck this ball when the whistle it. blows. Oh. This was something I've never seen before in soccer at any level anywhere, and it happened at the World Cup in one of the most tense, critical moments of of life. You it's ne- a great so wait, look just a quick for, clarification question: You've never seen a handspring throw-in in any game. I have not. Okay, just, is that a just thing? For, for I have seen it. Okay. I saw it. Okay, I okay. saw a kid do it. I saw one or two kids do it in high school. It exists. I, I believe I've seen it at some <laughs> professional Iranian? level. But uh, but yeah, this was fucking not so. But not. It's so. like it's like eighty fifth minute. It's like the tensest situation. 
So to have the to have the uh, the conviction to follow your heart yes. and do something so insane when millions <laughs> and millions of people <laughs> around the, the world are watching you on television. Oh my god! I mean, that's that's a great look. That's a great look, great look. right there. Nice uh, nominee. And finally, and finally, we'll cap it off with a little tie into the to the lead in. Okay. Gerard Piquet mm. nominated for best look for gently cupping oh, a sparrow that had landed onto the field and and encouraging it. Shepherding it back into the air. I saw another clip uh, uh, just now of a sparrow that landed on the Swedish coach's shoulder. I can't remember the Swedish coach's name now. Uh, and the and the whole training staff saw it come in and then assumed that it had flown away. And so no one thought it was still there, but it was just there, chilling on his shoulder. And then one of the assistants notices and is like, <laughs> like losing it. It's great. Great clip. Uh that these sparrows apparently, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. Getting secret information from the know, KGB yeah. or something. They're Hogwartsing yeah. shit, man. They're, they're sharing that yeah, info. Exactly. That's 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 what they do with all the political dissidents. They just turn them into into birds of mild mild mannered. PK birds PK of probably just inadvertently thwarted a doomsday plot. He has no idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of thing he would do. He would what a, do that. What a gent. What a gent. He would do that. Uh, so so our nominees, uh, Mishi Batshuayi, half a nominee. Yeah. Zerdan Shakiri for showing it almost all in front of the world. Uh, Milad Mohammadi for following his heart and doing a rolling handspring <laughs> throw-in. And Gerard Piquet for his contributions to the Audubon Society during this tournament. <laughs> I, I love this. I love this because if you're a, if you're a, um, like a socially conscious type, you know, if you're, if, if you're if you driven will. by justice, if that's, that's where the walk of life <laughs> that you come from, you're going to go Jerdan Shakiri. You know, the guy, the, the, this, he, he elevated the game in that moment beyond just a game. He reminded us all w- why we're doing this, and it's to process our complex and deep emotions and differences with each other. And, and so thank you, Jardin, for this socially conscious person. You would get what best look. But, uh, it, but, but it, it's not to be. Not, not today. Not with me. Uh, not today. Not this. Not, Copa. not today. Uh, Gerard Piquet. If if you talk to the artist, okay. If you ask the poet, who should get West best look? The bard. The bard. The bard would tell a, a long and beautiful story in couplets about the the life story of Gerard Piquet and his his cat that he loves so much. I made that up. I don't know that Gerard Piquet has a cat, but I imagine him in cartoon form traveling around Spain with uh, with uh, Ferdinand the bull. Um, and 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 capturing the hearts of many children and P- teaching them PK lessons. PK and Chicharito in an anime <laughs> would in a be mashup Avengers anime. But uh, this is we the people, so we're gonna go with the heart. We're gonna go with the absurd, the unreasonable, in the face of all odds. <laughs> Shocking. We are gonna try a handspring throw-in in the in the in the greatest <laughs> opportunity of our life to do what we do best against all the odds. We're gonna try something we've never tried and like just freestyle for a second. We're gonna just brainstorm <laughs> some new ideas here after everything that we did worked to get us to to the peak. That's that's the we the people uh, style. That's how we fucking roll. So best look goes to you, Milan. Milad Mohammadi. We love you. You're a winner. You're a winner. Them's the peeps, guys. That's how the peeps work. Did you like that? <laughs> I liked it. I think... Uh, I, I, I definitely liked it. It's pretty hard not... I wish I had more. <laughs> I wish I had more, too. But you're going to get more. Uh, guys, oh, if man, you've I... enjoyed following this show, we've enjoyed having you. Stay with us. Uh, you know... If I'm to believe the the analytics on my screen, there there's not too many new viewers coming in. But uh, I don't believe them. I fuck. I don't give a shit. Those numbers they can't be true. I feel you. I feel you all. Even if, even if there's one team. of you, even if it's who, just who one found, of you, who found who found this, you show know, we probably the World Cup. Would, we probably lost a hundred people and gained a hundred people. So to the hundred people exactly. who replaced the shitty hundred we lost, welcome in. We love you more. We're gonna do this show uh, carrying on into this year, and it's gonna be about the U.S. Men's National. 
national team. It's going to be about Christian Pulisic and Weston McKenney and uh, who who's going to be the coach of this team and how are we going to approach qualifying and when's the next time we're going to play a game that matters? You'll find that all out on this show and when the new year comes around, you guessed it, folks, we're going to do a proper full peeps ep. How, how, how do you feel about that, Ty? You down? You down to continue I'm, this journey I'm so with pumped. me? I want to do peeps all the time. I have a, to, to close us out, if I may. Please. Um, we started the tournament by talking about the official World Cup song, Live It Up, the official World <laughs> Cup song, which is an abomination of artistic and commercial standards. It's, it's both poor art and poor advertising. This is uh, poor, this poor is, promotion. This is, more, this is more Duchamp than Deschamps. <laughs> oh damn <laughs> there he goes are you with us so i want to i want to just give one last uh peep award nomination to for for worst song to live it up the official world cup song there are no other competitors <laughs> live it up the official world cup song official world cup song live it up is is a travesty and and it um, will not win but, the peep it will simply remain as only one nominated yes, for the, the right. unwanted nominated peep. for worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I want to note also with that um, we learned during the tournament that Jared PK met Shakira, his his now wife, Aww. because he was filmed filming the music video for the 2010 World Cup song. And I can think of nothing more beautiful than an international romance flourishing because of an actually really good World Cup song. And so I just want to I just want to you know highlight that and 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 make sure everybody uh, knows about this this beautiful tale because it it exemplifies everything that we love about this world game. Uh, everybody entertaining others to promote Coca Cola. <laughs> Ty. Ty, I want to thank you so much for bringing that uh, that to our attention to the to the attention of the nation and for all you out there. All you kids, you might only be 12 or 13 right now, but guess what? In eight years, when this World Cup comes to to our soil, you could be the songwriter that wrote the World Cup song, song of the World Cup. Official song World Cup. Official World Cup song officially could be written by you officially. So, So dream big, guys. Oprah, dream bigger. I love it when um, a brownie crumbles... uh, but maintains its moisture. It's a very delicate balance, okay? You don't want a dry-ass mm. brownie, but you don't want no wet-ass fudge. <laughs> I like uh, when the, the, the trees seem, the, the, the bushes seem to pick themselves and the fruits just fall off onto the ground and say, eat me, please. And I don't touch them because I don't like nature. And I love it when my flight leaves on time. In theory, it's an experience I've... Never had. But I don't love any of that stuff as much as I love the Nats. Let's go, boys. We're back. We're back, USMNT. Get, buckle in. <laughs> Get real, son. Get real. Bye, people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.